Do you want to talk about how you're feeling right now? Oh, so many questions. What does this mean? What do I do? <laughs> Go on! Tell them what you think! I liked it. I think your calculations may have been off. I think it's all right. I just have a lot of feelings. This pleases me. These are perfectly normal feelings. Do you even know what you sound like when you talk like that? Now, shall we begin? All right, let's see. All right, um, Dances with Wolves, you go there. And uh, Little Rascals, there. And w w Maverick, you shouldn't be... You belong in period piece, which is uh, all the way over there. All right. Okay. Stretch. Uh, oh! Oops. Oh, look at this. Sons of the podcasters, give me minimal downloads, cryptid files, laggy internet, anything but you. Compared to you, even, uh, even having all of our equipment stolen and recording delays were a joy. I'm so very sorry. It was, it was an accident. An accident? My dear sir, when Cody sat on the arm of your sofa and it broke, that was an accident. And you are a catastrophe. Look at my podcast and my media library. Why do I put up with you? Well, I, you put up with me because, um, you know, I can I can read and write ancient Facebook and Twitter and Instagram, and I can decipher uh, downloads and genres and... Uh, well, I am the only person within the 5,000 miles who can properly code and edit this podcast. That's why. No, I put up with you because your father and mother are our finest patrons. That's why. <laughs> Podverse protected. Guide them. Oh, now, I don't care how you do it. I don't care how long it takes. Straighten up this Mishima. <laughs> <laughs> They are oh. all some of our finest patrons. <laughs> finest patrons, our first patrons. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Real Feels Podcast. We are a movie review show where every two weeks we bring you a different movie of a different genre. Fortnightly. Fortnightly, fortnightly, Every single time. If this is your first time joining us, welcome and thank you. If you are returning, friends, welcome. The fire is warm and cozy. We'll pour you a drink and uh, just be sure to empty the sand outside the door. Guys, it is time for our Egyptian slash mummy movies. And I, I don't think anybody's guess would have been anything but 1999. Yeah. The Mummy. When you drew it, I think uh, it was like, hey, are you going to do... Oh, instantaneous. The Mummy or Scorpion King? Because I'm pretty sure you're going to do The Mummy. Uh, are we going to get any hummus footage for this? <laughs> hummus footage? <laughs> oh. Oh. Oh, we will, we will have the delightful Middle Eastern bean footage. <laughs> Where did you get this? On a dig down in Thebes. Jonathan, I think you found something. 
There is an ancient legend of a place known as the City of the Dead. They call it the doorway to hell. Where the earliest pharaohs were said to have hidden the wealth of Egypt. Are we going into battle? There's something out there. Something underneath that sand. They came to uncover its secrets. Mummies, my good son. This is where they made the mummies. <laughs> they sought to unlock its treasure. And then there was light. Oh, boy. What they did... Oh, my God. It does exist. I think this may be the Book of the Dead. ...was unleash a force unlike any the world has ever known. You must not read from the book! You have unleashed the creature that we have feared for more than 3,000 years. He will regenerate and no longer be the undead. We are in serious trouble. This one! If the occasion calls for it! Trust me! It calls for it! Universal Pictures invites you. This powers are growing. What? This just keeps getting better and better. To experience the adventure. It appears he's already chosen his human sacrifice. That will live forever. If he turns me into a mummy, you're the first one I'm coming after. Go! I do love this movie. <laughs> now tell me, Drew, did you choose 1999 cinematic masterpiece, The Mummy, starring Brendan, Brendan Fraser, for his glory <laughs> or for yours? <laughs> Why? <laughs> Why did you choose The Mummy? Was it to vote? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, the obviously the Mummy is chosen for the the classic and the cult hit. That it obviously is. And growing up, I have had just such a deep fascination with ancient Egypt. And so when this movie came out, I was like, what were we, Nathan? We were like 13 years old and just like ripe and just ready for adventure. And this this was it. Ripe and ready. Ripe and ready. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you have had. You've had the uh, established, you know, uh, classic Universal Monsters mummy. And then you've had some remakes with Christopher Lee in like 1958, 1956. And then, of course, 1999 came along. And then you had finally Warner Brothers attempt at a dark universe with Tom Cruise, which failed spectacularly so miserably. Although, I mean, like, there, there's good things about the movie, but overall, it's not. I loved, and I still, still, still want to see Russell Crowe as a dark Mr. Hyde. I, I really like I, that. I, I think he's I, I think gotten good. too old at this point. I think that was maybe, like, ten years ago. He could still, he could still pull that off. Unless he's just playing Dr. Jekyll. And then they like have somebody else play. Maybe. Mr. Hyde. I mean, if his performance in, God, what was it? Like Road Rage? 
Do you remember the movie? It just recently came out a couple years, like two years ago. I don't believe I've seen it. Oh, he plays a dude who just gets so upset from some road rage and he starts like I saw that track- it's called Falling Down with Michael Douglas <laughs> oh <laughs> such a wild such a movie. good movie um but no this this movie absolutely love it I uh, Rachel Weiss, great in it I I think she's so good in it uh Brennan Fraser of course um Oscar Jonathan Oscar award winner oh yes Ooh, there he is in, in now, all his flesh now now an Oscar award winner for Betty's next the uh the whale, and uh, this is this is the comeback. This is the uh, the the Brin the Brenda songs the Brenda song Fraser songs. <laughs> Either way, yeah, man, I was so happy when he won, and and this just kind of adds to it. I mean, Jonathan Connor, Jonathan Connors, I think is the brother's name. Oh, the no, one who plays John Hanna. Uh, John Hanna. He plays O'Connor. Well, uh, so That's uh, it. before we get anything, so it's basically. Yeah. It's basically a Dungeons and Dragons group. We, yeah, we've got sure. we got Brendan Fraser as the fighter. Uh, we have, uh, I guess, you could probably put Rachel Weisz closer to like she's the wizard. She's Cause the she's wizard because she well, yeah. yeah, yeah, okay, about as close as you can get. The brother is sort of a rogue, like he's got a little bit of cowardice, but then again, he's he's still well. Then Rachel Weisz is the bard then because she's she's full of knowledge. And and still and she's charismatic in getting him out of prison. I suppose. So. I suppose. She doesn't sing. And then of course, no, no, she doesn't have to sing. You can you can use your uh, you know charming ways. And uh, of course, Arnold uh, Arnold Vosloo playing Imhotep is uh, is our dark wizard sorcerer sorcerer actually. No, he's using a book, so he's a wizard. The hot yeah. guy. <laughs> no. Different movie. Let's go to Bangkok Palace. What would Benny be? What would would Kevin O'Connor be? Kevin O'Connor would be the. Is he just? Is he? Is he the NPC that actually gets more? I mean, he does. Like he, he, he's able to like steal the key off of Imhotep. Like he, he does put on like the. The, the cowardly thing, but he still gets in there and mixes it up and, and fires his gun. But he's very, I think he's very more roguelike. Not your stab, stabby, stabby, but maybe more like a thief. He's like, definitely he, he finds, he finds the, uh, you know, like uh, the, the one, he, he's the, the impetus for bringing Rachel yeah. Weisz and Brendan Fraser's characters together by something that he found. He's a much better rogue than Ridley from Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah. We'll we'll say that. And, yeah. <laughs> and <Snails. Yeah. laughs> but basically, this is a, a a Dungeons and Dragons adventure. Oh yeah. Uh, in uh, my, oh yeah. Of course my, it is. Humble opinion. Of course it is. You have a legend. You have a you know city of gold. You have people who have ulterior motives. You have colorful a, vi- a villain that's brought back. Of course, like there's a there's a warning. You know, don't dig him up. Well, we're gonna dig him up. And you have a rival group that's even kind of like challenging uh, how fast you're gonna go. Yeah, why not? Ah, it's such I I love watching this. You know, every couple of years. And it and it, it never gets old. You can for even me. go a little bit deeper with the the D and D side of it. Artith, uh, you know the the Magi uh, as kind of the the paladin, you know the holy warrior protecting 
Oh, one one hundred percent. Doctor Terrence uh, is the I would put him as the wizard that uh, self sacrifices, even though he's not a melee wielder. Do not read from the book. <laughs> uh, you know it. What does a woman know? <laughs> um, but uh, the chubby guy that dies. Um, it's, it's Brian's character because we kick him out. <laughs> <laughs> We're like, oh, you know, Brian goes to this room. He gets eaten by scarabs. Well, all right. Well, that's, that was fun. But then after there's all, well, after all, where, I'm a very lonely where, man. Where, where's the chubby ball guy? He's he's outside painting miniatures and uh, smoking, and his, smoking pipe. his pipe. He's not going to talk to anybody. My character didn't hours. want to participate in this. Okay, that's true to your character, I guess. Fantastic. Oh. Uh, but still. A fantastic cast. Uh, Jonathan Hyde. It really playing, is. Uh, Dr. Alan Chamberlain. Mm-hmm. Loving it. Uh, our re- repeat from Jumanji. Who? From Jumanji. Which one? J- Jonathan Hyde. Oh, Jonathan Hyde. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. Sorry. I think you guys are passing over one of the finest aspects of this movie, which is Patricia Velasquez's Aksunamon. Uh, Aksunamon. Uh, especially that first scene where, where she's got all the body paint on her. <laughs> Who has touched you? Who dared to touch you? <laughs> I've been touching me, sir. <laughs> I mean, she couldn't sit there and go like, what oh, is this rated PG-13? Oh, so sorry. It's- I, I brushed up against a pillar and I'm like, you, 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 got nothing. you gotta kill him. You gotta kill him right away. She looks Jeez. way hotter in this movie than in some other roles that she's been. I don't understand if it's the makeup or if it's the, or if it is the body paint. It's what the I- healing waters of the Nile, <laughs> the mud of the Nile at Lake Minnetonka. Lake Minnetonka. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's the healing waters underneath Mandalore. Oh, the the, the living waters. The living oh, waters. We must go dip ourselves <laughs> in the living waters. Oh, oh god! It's so cool. Jeez. I I really do uh love um Eric Avari. Eric Avari to me has always been just one of those like fun supporting role characters that is just in a bunch of stuff and you recognize him immediately. You know who he is. He's been on television. I I just I I like him and I like I do like him as the curator. I kind of almost like compare him to like F Mary Abraham where it's it, he's not always a main lead, but you immediately recognize him and you know who he is, you know what he's done. And he's just he's just a pleasure to have on the scene. And I do love I do love how, you know, how trickery he is, especially holding the map. And he's all like, oh, yes, no, of course, it must be old and fragile. Oh, no, it's on fire. This film did. Did you? I mean, this is obviously not our first watch. Do we have like a no. a, a, a count of how many times we've we've watched this? A count came out in 1999. I've watched it probably at least like every two years since then. At least I, I've seen it much less. Uh, it was not really one of my. It it doesn't hold the feels for me that it does. I think for you. Oh, uh, I mean, there's there's nothing wrong with the movie. I feel I feel like there's probably something wrong with its four or five spinoff sequels. Uh, the second one is not bad. The third one, I'll take your, I'll take your. Uh, well, because the third one they replaced Rachel Weiss, well, and like they try to act who, like we we're not supposed to notice. Who could blame them? But like the, the, when movies do that, though, you have to kind of, I, in my opinion give it a little bit of grace like if 
Terrence sure. Howard's not in Iron Man anymore, but guess what? We said, boom shakalaka to you, we don't need you, and you're done. Yeah, but at least they did that after the first movie, and uh, we, we've we kind of, I don't know, I think we've grown accustomed to the replacement. But it, yeah. it, at its base, I think it's a very, it's basically a tongue-in-cheek Indiana Jones. Sure. Yeah. Which is fine. There's nothing wrong with that. But sometime the tongue doth burst through the cheek in this movie. So it's, you know, I I will never put it on just for myself. This is something that I would watch because my wife wants to watch it or the kids want to watch it. It's not something I seek out anymore. It's not something even I saw in the theater because you guys were 13, 1999. I was 16. I had my first job i was you know mummy i'm too cool for this uh, give me that fight club so it, it's not something i don't even think i saw until sometime in the mid-2000s and oh, okay. and that that follows a like i like brendan Fraser. i just don't like a lot of his movies uh they're too too good too fun and oh really school ties is way too fun school ties i like school ties are like (laughs) dazzled i like but class from the past uh encino man uh some of these other movies that that people love i just i don't have i don't like Hmm. i i should point out and i noticed and something that like i noticed when you were saying it and i know i've already said it but it's uh i guess Hollywood has been pronouncing his last name incorrectly. Fajar? Fajar. It's it's uh it's Fraser. Oh, Fraser. Okay. Not Fraser, like Razor. Streisand. Sorry, it was from Licorice Pizza. <laughs> I don't think you guys have seen it. I've never seen it. It's on, it's on Amazon Prime. It's, yeah. a, it's a nice little movie. Yeah. So I guess like Tom Cruise was originally offered the role uh that Brennan Fraser uh got as O'Connell. <laughs> and thank thank god it did not happen yeah. uh i just so i no i'm yeah. i'm happy with this i'm happy with the fact that he actually got it and you know with movies that he's done that are even yeah they're a little goofy and they're sort of and they're just kind of kooky and fun like oh george oh my god a negro <laughs> jesus blast from the past what uh george of the jungle airheads airheads Love airheads airheads is fun Encino Man is fun. I I think it's one of his like it's well liked, but I don't think it gets enough recognition for how much he had to kind of like actually go through or at least like prepare for. But Bedazzled, like Bedazzled, he played like seven different characters. You got to go out there every night. You got <laughs> to give one hundred ten percent. There's no iron team. <laughs> there is iron pie. I, 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 I did like Bedazzled. I like Airheads, but some it's School Ties. I thought was a good it is like drama for him. But but some of the other ones like George of the Jungle and like it just got like my wife. It was her movie night pick last weekend. She ended up picking um oh Christ uh Ga- Galaxy Quest. Uh, which is fine, but like, she, she was threatening me with George of the Jungle, and I don't take kindly to that. I can see why, though. It, George of the Jungle is not a, you know, uh, it's not a, ooh, well, you know, maybe, let me think about it. That's a hold a knife to the throat, don't make me put on, I don't even know, why, wait, why would Anna pull that crap on you? Like, don't make me put in 
George of the Jungle. Because I've 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 denigrated it in the past. Yikes. <laughs> and she knows. But like that's so I constantly so, will put uh, on like when, when Brooke's like, hey, like what do you want to eat? I will by nature say Thai food because I love Thai food and I want to eat Thai food almost every day. So when I know that she's gonna say no, I'll still say mm, Thai food. I would never be like, hey, let's just eat poop. Like that's that's George of the Jungle. Like, come on. <laughs> it's George of the Jungle. Uh I, I think I think Jack can appreciate it because I'm sure he's seen it, but I I know that Nathan and I will one hundred percent every single time uh Don't get you do those it. feels for for you the scrubs episode. Oh, I've seen that. I know, but I and that is television. I this is a this is a film cinema podcast. We're going over things it's that he's doing, uh, but I mean there there are genuine moments of, of decent humor. You know, the special effects they little they still kind of hold up, but you can definitely tell that it's a some of them. You know, it's a, it, the movie is verging on twenty five, cl- yeah. getting, getting close to it. Um, but, uh, it's just not for the time though. And and that's fine. But I, but I don't know what I would have picked if I was in your shoes. Man, I, there's, there's other movies that wouldn't be like, you know, they don't have the punch that I think the mummy does. There's other movies that I enjoy that are Egyptian themed. Like, I mean, obviously the original universal mummy, the one with the remake with Christopher Lee is not bad. Uh, there's one called Prisoners of the Sun, but yeah, there's not a great well, deal. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of mummy movies. Don't get me wrong. Oh yeah, yeah, just but the I, good ones, right? I don't think there's any that kind of stand up to this caliber and following. I, if if it had been thrown in my plate, I probably first would have tried to do uh, Monster Squad, but uh, we already did that. Yeah. And that's kind of oh, that's, a, and that's such a that's such a just a, a portion. I mean, at that at that's there's a there's another movie called Fade to Black that was an 80s horror movie about a, a guy who's just obsessed with uh, movies and he gets bullied and picked on. And so he starts dressing up as the monsters and the villains from certain films and killing off his uh, his bullies. And one of them, he chases down a guy and he's dressed as a mummy. I mean, with that same logic. But yeah. Um, yeah. I, it, yeah. This thing this thing just hits all the right notes for me, uh, even despite, again, the aging, uh, you know, cinematics and uh, colorful effects. It's just I think it's just still fun. It's still a hoot. I would have liked a little bit more in the way of the flashbacks to... Oh, to Egypt? To Egypt. I feel like that I I wanted a little bit more. Like, like it was enough to get the story across. Like, you know, the process. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, well, I mean, you know. A man has his needs, you know, Nathan. Nathan, it's like, it's like, it's like going to the Brazilian barbecue. They cover out the chicken and you put your flag down and then put it back up as soon as they, they walk past your table. Oh, I'm so not the, oh, wait, wait, Not the peasant that? food, please. I, is that the picking up? Oh, let's throw that flag back up. It would have been interesting to actually see more of like a background story where, you know, Pharaoh's off examining like the new construct of like an obelisk or something. And then, you know, 
Emotep. And then Imhotep's like, you want to check out my album list. is <laughs> just all like, oh, uh, my queen, please uh, come observe these papyrus scrolls uh, for the religious ceremony next week. And she'll just like tell, she'll like wave, you know, to her man, the pharaoh, and she'll walk off. And then they have their little love affair. I, I, I agree. Like a little bit of a backstory would have been interesting. Um, My body is his temple. No more. <laughs> no more. <laughs> the actual yeah. Imhotep, who is real in history, uh, was not around the pharaoh that they portrayed in the movie. So he had actually already been dead for 1300 years before that pharaoh even came to power. Are you telling me that 1999 cinematic <laughs> masterpiece, The Mummy, starring <laughs> Brendan Fraser, isn't historically accurate? You know, don't, don't some tell, liberties were taken. So. <laughs> I, I hate so. to burst your bubble, man. But I mean, like the the holy order is a ripoff of Indiana Jones. Oh, sure. They're even wearing the same fucking costume and they move the tattoos from the chest just to the face. I do love the tattoo. So he the, uh, the director um, wanted to actually have tattoos from like head to toe. Then he kind of realized, like, ah, you're too handsome. We can't have it covering all of your pretty face. <laughs> so he uh, he declined having it a head to toe uh, tattooing, which is fine because, I mean, let's face it. When we look at, oh, gosh, what's his name? Odin Fair. Yeah, Odin Fair. I was thinking Ar- Ardith Bay. So yeah. Ardith Bay. Okay, so Odin Fair. Which Jack and I enjoy, and Nathan, you can get your bingo card ready uh, for Star Trek Discovery. <laughs> Admiral Vance. Admiral Vance. He's still around. He's yes. still kicking it. Oh, it was so it. fun Star to Trek, see him, baby. <laughs> True and Jack have talked about Star Trek, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Mark your bingo That's cards now. That's just the center free one, Drew. They don't even have to mark it anymore. It's literally it comes <laughs> on the board. <laughs> Shouldn't like the center free one be like Drew laughs at stupid shit or Jack makes an inappropriate joke? Yeah, it should just say plasma conduits explode. <laughs> I could have saw though a part where oh, you know, Lord uh, you know, because they even do that like, oh, leave this place or you know, like, no, Doctor Jones, it's yours, like you know that kind of you know that's. <laughs> but they, I mean, they do they do go back. In time, they do do flashbacks in uh, the second one. Yeah, in the second one, they do do flashbacks because uh, Rachel Weiss's character, Evelyn, is apparently... Is she she supposed to be Nefertiti? Like a reincarnated? She's like a Noxida Moon's... Yeah, like the, the Pharaoh's daughter. And I'm like, no, this isn't fitting. Because at least... At least the woman who plays Anox in the Moon, and at least the woman, the guy who plays Imhotep, like I think they can look and kind of pass Egyptian bit, I guess, for, but not like Egyptian, not Rachel, right? <laughs> but not but it, not Rachel did, Weiss, and I'm like, you are the, very white. It is the classic Hollywood trope. Odin Fair is Israeli, so they've got they've got a Jewish uh, person played. Uh, you Clean know, up like, this machine. Like, like this holy holy Egyptian <laughs> shalom Muslim in the home. What is going on? Whatever he is. They're going after Imhotep's tomb. It's I'm the good. Uh, <laughs> like, oh, sorry. The sun's going down. <laughs> I, I do like a little bit of the nod to 
recognizing like ancient Egypt, Egyptian uh, folklore and mythology, like how he's afraid of the how's how he's afraid of cats because cats are the guardian of, of the underworld. I did like that. I loved how he brought in the the plagues, and I'm like, oh, so Imhotep was either he started the plagues or this curse is connected to the plagues. Like if it's connected so to the is plagues, kind of, is this, that is, is this not the first time? I mean, that they've done it you know that was god going hey uh you're not gonna release you're not gonna release my people you're, we're gonna <laughs> you have an you have an egyptian a, curse bringing so him bringing it up yeah <laughs> weird so you have it right exactly you have an egyptian curse bringing upon <laughs> a christian death plague it's, it just reminds me of said of the woman like, oh, well, they made you a colonel, but they never would make you a general. And why is that? What's that term called? Passed over. <laughs> that was pretty good. Oh, <laughs> uh, it's it's just I, I think it's fun. I do. I do like the the rad tag group of cowboys coming in and they're like they're stealing the the uh, the canopic jars and I'm like what what do They're you want with the canopic jars there, like, Drew. Dry- how much do you think this will fetch back home but you have a you have like a dried out you liver. ever snorted yourself some mummy liver <laughs> it's such a good price on the market you have a dried mummy out liver get you liver. high as fuck <laughs> one whiff <laughs> well yeah I guess you could have done uh, though it would have been without the mummy you could have done um, fucking Stargate I could have done Stargate. I could. It would have worked. And Stargate, Stargate, I'll be quite honest, was it was a very, very second uh, place uh, pick. Past, past over. over. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, like, there are some scenes I I really wish we could have seen. I I get why they left it out. They did the best that they could with the special effects. Yeah. But there are a couple of notable notable exceptions. One is when he cuts off Imhotep's arm, and then Imhotep in the next scene just walks back and is just sort of like Legoing, ratcheting (laughs) that arm back on. That's fine. I get that. But when he's he's like, after uh, the, the fat guy dies from the scarabs, they're like, well, we weren't the only ones to have bad luck. Apparently, three of their diggers melted. Yeah. Acid salts. <laughs> oh yeah, the pressurized salt. I wanted to see the acid you salt. Do, well, you say you yeah, see like it you explode. See their faces all, yeah, like, you do see it explode. Up. And yeah, you see their faces starting to like. Yeah, they're not melting, but they're definitely burning. I was hoping Puddle. for more of like yeah. a Raiders of the Lost, like arc. face melting yeah, yeah. off, like a uh, uh, like a runny pizza. I mean, like it's, you, pu- you pull the slice and just it's the been bread buried comes for a while. Leaves, Maybe it leaves all the toppings and the sauce behind. It, like there's every which way left and right to say, don't come here, don't open this up. This is a bad idea. Like. Well, they it's, have a holy order going back 3,000 no, years. Right, no, no, I agree. can't do shit. I agree, but like, so it's not only in a city that is, you know, legend foretold, and it's hard. Alexandretta. Alexandretta. Oh <laughs> Hamanoptra. And it's it's hard to find, and apparently you can only see it when sunrise hits. Like hey, just O'Connell! Looks like we got all the horses. Hey, baby. hey, baby. Looks like you're on the wrong side of the river. It's so good. That it might be one of the most iconic lines. <laughs> aside from the, the whole like, like, oh, your strength gives me strength. 
<laughs> hey, Benny, did you come back from the desert with a new friend? Friends, you're my only I'll, friend. <laughs> well, I, and I love how you, the same line over and over again. It's like uh, Han Solo, like, I got a bad feeling for his acceptance of Kylo God. See you, Benny. But I love you, that Benny, uh, Bye, Benny is so, like, low class that he literally carries every religion on his neck and is like, all right, like, let's try this one. Nope, didn't work. Let's go with this one. Like... <laughs> <laughs> he wants every he wants every single bit of luck which i think at that point does acknowledge him as like a rogue he wants any luck that he could possibly have well when he's trying to uh, escape the when betty's trying to escape the temple and it's collapsing down yeah. sinking into the sand and he's dragging his his gold his, his bag of golden wares it just reminds me of the ds9 episode where <laughs> where it's it's a uh, quark and he's like w- why is that why are you dragging that pack what's over it's latinum is it <laughs> gold pressed gold pressed latinum <laughs> um I, I think one of the things that i really would have loved and i agree with you in certain parts where the cgi could have just done wonders man i know that the torch goes out and benny gets eaten by all the scarabs I want to see. I Benny thought that get that was devoured. really done well, though. Like it, it the suspense. No, of no, like, it is. It is Benny and the scarabs. It is done well. I agree. I agree, and it leaves it up to your imagination. But man, how cool of that would that? How cool would that have actually been to see? I and I mean, again, certain things hit. Certain things just for me don't make sense. Like the plague. Of uh, you know, of course, it's Jonathan. He's like my and of course my least favorite boils and sores. And I'm like, how is them getting a boil immediately mind controlling? Uh, firstborn sons dying like that wasn't <laughs> the, your uh... the, the, the the mushrooms. The mushrooms growing their brains and you know. <laughs> yeah, there there were some other plagues that I think that maybe Cor- were cordyceps super favorable. <laughs> but you know, Jonathan knows. Yeah, I don't know. So it, it's, yeah. So historical accuracy. So uh, you know, Mister Mister Holy Warrior that goes in. Uh, you know, when when Ardeth is going in with them to you know try to kill him, Mahotep, and then uh, <clears throat> he goes to uh, like he grabs the shotgun from McConnell, but he has a saber at his hip. But instead of getting the saber out, the shotgun's empty. He just goes into the horde of mummies, swinging. The, the shotgun around, if, if they could be blown apart, they could probably be cut apart. It just seems like Ardeth really left a lot of his tools in the toolbox at that point. Uh, but I do like how that uh, O'Connell sort of made like a an ancient Egyptian um, uh, claymore mine. Uh, when mm. he throws the the dynamite into like the one alcove full of rubble, yeah, and when the the mummies come out, it blows all the rubble into him like a, a claim. That was that was pretty cool, yeah. But but then again, like he's he's pretty pretty Johnny Quicksilver with those sticks of dynamite, especially yeah. the, the first scene where he like rolls through the fire. It's like like uh you know he doesn't even pull the the rabbit out of the hat. It's just like cha cha cha. Oh, when he's when he's sitting there, he's all like, "Huh, huh, huh," and then he pulls the the string or the 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 ignition out. Um, ignition, not the. Uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? The fuse. <laughs> he pulls the fuse. Shut up. You know what I mean? Flooded. <laughs> Shut up. Um, Oh hey, gosh! It's it's it needs to be said though that Brandon Fraser almost died making this fucking. He film. did almost die when he was how 
when he was a being, while. yeah, when he was being hanged, his foot lost, uh, he lost his footing and he was actually being choked. He was actually being hanged. He had to be, he had to be, he had to get resuscitated. Yes. He had to be resuscitated. And the actors had to have kidnapping insurance. Was it like from, uh, um, the abyss? No. <laughs> Come on. Come on, Liv. You've never given up a goddamn day in your life, Liv. <laughs> they had to have kidnapping insurance. A lot of, like, for a movie that is set in Egypt was actually not even filmed in Egypt. Like, Hamanoptera is set inside of a dormant volcano in Morocco, which, you know what? Kudos. Because that's pretty cool. So if we... It looks great. If we move on to... Uh the Darkman sequels after Tremors <laughs> will be seen a lot more Imahotep. Uh, we will. We, we will see him oh. in... Uh, I think it's yeah. Die, Darkman, Die, not... It's definitely Die, Darkman, Die. Uh, it, wait, is he? No, 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 he's in the second one as well. Yeah, I don't think Liam Neeson signed no, on for he did not, one. if, he if was, I remember correctly. like, take the fucking elephant, and he walks out. So, Darkman 2, The Return of Durant. Yes, it is. It is Arnold Voslo. And the return of Larry Drake as Durant. <laughs> uh, Darkman 3, Die, Darkman, Die. It is, once again, Arnold Voslo. A little shocking. I, you know what? It's great. I, I am ready for him. Maybe, that, maybe that'll be, like, as you said, Real Feels, Season 6, Die, Real Feels, Die. <laughs> <laughs> oh, if, if we ever agree on a final season, that should be the that should of probably the final be it. season. But, uh, the one there is a disappointing part to this uh, film that Jack, I'm I thought that that's where you were going to go with. So when the boat uh, gets attacked and Rachel goes overboard in her white nightgown oh of course he just like oh uh, we don't get to see any okay got it but cool so did you know that they actually use cgi to cover up the fact that she was in a white nightgown yeah and apparently that holds up really well but they can't do some you know (laughs) other great (laughs) i'm sorry they're all 20 years later they're gonna want to make sure that this cgi was done well guys do it right but this movie is 24 years old Oh, it just seems like Rachel Weiss in that white nightgown would have been a little bit more juicy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I hate myself. Uh, so don't have to do it for it's, me. <clears throat> it's fun though. I I think this is such a fun movie. I like this is a great the movie. action. The action is it's, there. It's a it's a, it's a great movie. balance between action and comedy. And even though it is technically like it, I mean it's it's a horror movie remake. But there's definitely more action than horror. There's horror elements because you do have a monster. But it's it's just fun. I, I Hell, don't, I don't a, see a how you could at, not like it. They have a ride at uh, Universal Studios. Not many uh, of our yeah. other picks have. You, know, you don't see a Westworld uh, ride at Universal Studios. <laughs> hey, that, so. That's actually uh, out in the desert in Nevada. <laughs> <laughs> you, it's called Burning Man. You, no, you got to find the snake. If the, the snake bites the you, ranch that's yeah. your intro ticket. The bunny ranch. But uh, why does he have? Why dual wielding the pistols? And like, man, those pistols! And the way he shoots them. Those oh, pistols have so many magazines, like so many bullets. Like all he does the, reload them. All the gunfire was CGI too. Uh... <laughs> You're so unhappy. <laughs> no, no, I mean, this movie is fine. 
It's about the best mummy movie we could get. I just never really cared too much for it. Mm. And that's not saying I hate it. I don't hate it. It's just not something I'm going to watch on my own. And it's it's like Hulu's got them all right now, I think. Yeah. Do they? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I know you've got your your, <laughs> your your library of Alexandria over yeah. here. <laughs> library <laughs> of Alex, Alexandra Media. <laughs> Alexandra! But, uh, um... Yeah, you know, it like I said, I think it just it's a it's a little too tongue in cheek for me. Yeah, at I don't time. know. It's like when 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 they mention something and the uh, you know the evil wind blows blows at the fire and Brendan Fraser's just like that happens a lot around here. <laughs> it's like just the there also the, wasn't as many like puzzly type things that like what i come to like about these kind of D uh quest going things minus D D of 2008's uh you know their uh rogue thieves guild uh traps but like i like when there's a little bit more like oh we had to do this to turn this like when they do the mirror thing i'm like oh there we what, go he shoots the mirror when he shoots the mirror, it's like, oh, well, that's all it needed was a forty-five caliber slug to perfectly direct it. <laughs> oh, my God. Hey, hey, hey. You have your horses. I have mine. But um, I said no camels. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're just quoting Indiana Jones most of the time. So anyways. <laughs> Rolls Royce Phantom <laughs> And I even like the color. the color. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> uh, so, but um, Drew, is there anything else that you would like to say about <coughs> 1999's cinematic masterpiece, The Mummy, starring Brendan Fraser? Uh, <laughs> oh no, it's a bumper sticker. It's a popular. <laughs> is it because it, it is Brendan Fraser? <laughs> no, no, no. It's just it's it's a bit too. Tongue and cheek. It's one of we those got reasons. it, Jack. We got no. <sighs> I know. I know. I want more salt acid. <laughs> so if you if you want You're something else, Nathan, that kind of that kind of has like a puzzle. Uh, there's a 2014 movie called The Pyramid, where the actual like god creature uh, Anubis. You handing out movie resignations? The middle is, of a review? Yeah, I am. I am. Alright, alright. So, that's a... It, the god Anubis, the creature itself, is trapped inside a pyramid, and it constantly keeps changing the directions of hallways and where it can go. Kind of like, you know, like an Harry escape Potter. room, in a way. Oh. Okay? Yeah. So... The creature is trapped inside, and he can never get out, because it's like a labyrinth, and he can never find his same way back. And then um, an archaeology team gets stuck inside with it. So it's it's kind of neat. It's an interesting movie. It's not Prisoners Under the Sun, which actually has um, who's the Indiana Jones guy? Uh, who's Gimli? the yeah? Who's Gimli? Oh Christ! <laughs> I can't remember his name, but uh, he's, he's he's the lead in uh, Prisoners of the Sun. Yes. So, but yeah. Well, shall we? Uh, shall we segments? Segment, uh, we, segment. Uh, we, we could shag. We could shag. <laughs> shag a little. We could shag all night. <laughs> we could shag uh, all shag. night. Hey, baby. Rock the Casbah. Yeah. All right. Uh, as I was telling Jack, I don't know. I, I kind of a hell of a time making up segments for this. But I think these I think they're, they're a bit of a fun one. All right. He will be a plague upon the earth. 
What moron makes a curse that if it is activated <laughs> makes this subject even more powerful and deadly than he ever was? How is this logical? That's a good DM right there. And uh, and and honestly, that's that's one of my biggest like kind of gripes with the movie itself, or at least the logic of the story. And I'm like, what idiot makes a curse where it's like, I know you want him to suffer for all like eternity. Like he's never going to go to hell or heaven or anything like that. But like, why would you make it worse if someone brought him? Or like JJ Abrams with uh, the, the, the final star Wars sequel. It's like, if, if, if Emperor Palpatine had said to like Darth Vader, Luke Skywalker, like if you strike me down, I should become more possible more than you could possibly imagine. <laughs> no, that doesn't happen. He's just tossed out a shaft, but no, he now force lightning fucking fleets and shit. <laughs> so, uh, I want to hear about some actual curses from history or other pop culture references that are a bit more sensible and, uh, you know, just, just makes sense. So if, if y'all have at least one example, I think this will be a fun little, uh, you know, uh, fun little uh, curse lesson. Mm. Mm. I'll go first. Mm. Uh, yeah. I'm going to throw down a biblical uh, curse, and that was straight up <laughs> Sodom and Gomorrah, but not the part where you think about, you know, God just, you know, leveling everything in the cities. No, no, no. no. It's the follow up when God tells Lot and his wife, uh, hey, don't look back. Because I'm going to be doing some crazy shit. Oh, so that's my favorite part. And so, is it the salt? Yeah. <laughs> and because you look at, at, at more as a uh, pop culture, not biblical, not. Well, I mean, I think my favorite, my favorite book of the Bible was, was it, uh, um, I don't know, Two Towers. <laughs> um, Jesus. Yeah. Uh, you got your magic. I got mine. So okay. there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, fantastic. Uh, okay. <laughs> Sorry, so, Nathan. <laughs> all good. Hey, you believe what you want to believe. You're good. Leave what you want to believe. I am Benny. Benny, Benny I've got, I've got like... He's got also, also. <laughs> <laughs> the language of the slaves. Um, okay, so I got, I got two. Uh, I'll go through one, and then the other one I'll just kind of like briefly go over. So the first one is uh, the crying boy painting. I actually saw that. Yes, uh, it's interesting. Was, yes. So this painting itself is supposedly incredibly cursed. So even though the homes uh, that actually had had it throughout Europe would all burn to the ground, any home that housed it, the painting itself would be unscathed. It would not be burned and it would be perfectly fine. And I'll read this and said, what's even more bizarre about this supposed curse is the fact that the painter that claimed that he had made the painting of a wandering orphan whose parents had died in a house fire. Eerie, it gets better. Even a priest had warned the painter that each home the boy was let into was destroyed due to a fire in one time or another. The painter didn't believe him and took the boy into his studio to paint him. But sure enough, his studio caught fire as well and burned down, causing the painter to banish the orphan from his presence. So this same painting, every single house that it has had apparently catches fire in some way. Now, could they have had the painting but put the goat's blood on the door? <laughs> you <laughs> shall not pass! 
Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, does it equal out like a Jeez. like apparently Yoda and Dagobah was next to some like you know like very dark side <laughs> fucking cave, and then you know, it equals equals out, and uh, you know the 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 full charge is null. Apparently, uh, the other is the curse of eight 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 eight. All right. The crazy idiot. So this is this is a phone number. So some things are too bizarre to explain, but can't be ignored either. This one fits as an example. One doesn't really have curse numbers until uh, until and unless it is wretched with salespeople who disturb incessantly. But an exception here is the phone number eight 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 eight. This phone number has been the number of many people throughout the 2000s up until now but every single person who has had the number has died well i mean uh, yes, was it we under all, mysterious circumstances we some all died all hold on die. some some owners yes. died yes, from Jack. cancer while others were shot to death <laughs> and <laughs> one died bubbles. in a gunshot accident one person was hit by a car a oh, gunshot accident that's like tuesday one person America. drowned and so <laughs> the kind of idea, i mean it's weird like can you actually like have like a curse number. I mean, there's other things like you know the cursed videotape from uh, the ring. Uh, yeah, the uh, the ring. I mean, you you go into the uh, you go into the actual house of the Grudge, like that. That's a curse because that's a curse born out of like anger. So, oh. <laughs> all right. What do you got, Jack? <laughs> yeah, Jack, what, what do you got? Uh, so actually, uh, I, I, I've got two. Um, one is well, more of an explanation. The other, the other is the curse itself. So the, you know, the curse of King Tut's tomb. Uh, and this has been a theory for is it going back to the mid '80s when they started testing for it. But um, there's a lot of there are at least two uh, toxic molds. Uh, that are present uh, in a lot of these tombs that they find. Uh, and breathing in uh, this toxic mole has, is actually the, the cause of death uh, for Lord, what is it, Karnavov and... Uh, I share a birthday with him. We have the same birthday. Yeah. And, and, and the whole myriad others that go into these tombs that have been sealed uh, is actually respiratory uh, illnesses caused by... Toxic, it has toxic, to be uh, something not mold and fungus. It, it can't be like the sand or anything like that. It has to be something that is buried with them mm -hmm. that causes the mold because they leave so many things inside because everything that's inside the tombs and stuffs, inside their organs. Right, well, I mean, the organs as well. But I mean, like, but the organs are at least they're, they're placed inside the canopic jars. But in most tombs, they would leave food they would leave uh, po uh pots and jars of oil they would leave water they would leave everything that supposedly the person would need in the afterlife yeah uh so I, well, this is what happens when you don't have a plumber go check it out for a thousand <laughs> years you're gonna get a leak and then you get mold and you're gonna have to tear down the whole tomb and rebuild it again. Uh, so I, I thought <laughs> is that this was, a load bearing <laughs> tomb. <laughs> I thought that was kind of kind of interesting. Uh, but I think my favorite modern day curse is, and I think Nathan will get a kick out of this, the Madden curse. That uh, any praise be thy name. Uh, <laughs> that there is there is at least uh, a running coincidence that 
the football players that are put on the cover of the you know latest year games madden games uh, end up having either their worst season ever that year or terrible calamities that happen within their personal life uh and it you, Horrible. And, and this is not just an isolated thing you can trace it back to i think about half a dozen football players that just like bad shit happened to them after they were the cover boy for one of the madden nfl games they say that the curse broke when the barry sanders uh was i think it was like madden 30 uh, or something like that when um barry sanders was on the cover and that was a legacy player so it was kind of like a Hey, nothing bad can happen to Barry Sanders, right? He's already done. He's already immortalized. Um, but there was players that literally just weren't even in the NFL after like a year. It's like, whoa, whoa, this is or, this just happened, or they got arrested for like terrible dog fighting schemes. And uh... I mean, <laughs> you make your own destiny, Jack. Like there's certain things that just uh, there was no curse involved in that. But yeah, all right. So the next one is called Your Strength Gives Me Strength. Benny is kind of a snake. He backstabs O'Connell and leaves him high and dry, then inevitably leading another group to the hidden city on a treasure hunt. Have you ever known a Benny? Someone who looks out for themselves and or has betrayed you, ditched you, or left you to take the blame for something? Let's hear them stories. I guess I could go first. Okay, cool. My sister-in-law. Oh. So meeting them prior to the engagement while Anna and I are dating, like you try to put your best foot forward. And I did. And uh, I remember Anna tell me once that uh, my sister-in-law's uh, husband, who's a firefighter, is like, I don't think Jack's you know, my kind of guy. And then I felt a little bit hurt by that because I was like, we barely fucking know each other uh if you you know put aside your errors or whatever you know probably be friends uh so it came to a head um because it seemed like anytime she called anna my wife uh and she didn't answer it was like a big thing but she would never fucking answer the phone when Anna called. Or she would invite Anna over to like these girls' nights for like Bunko, but that Anna would find out during the girls' nights that Anna was only invited as a replacement at the last minute. Oh no. <laughs> um and so it finally came to a head when, you know, uh six weeks before our our wedding, our actual in Ohio wedding. Um she had bought the plane ticket the year before during the pandemic in 2020. Uh, and then she uh, got a refund on her ticket in June of 2021. Didn't bother telling my wife oh, until no. six weeks before the, uh, the wedding uh, because this, the, you know, her sister was supposed to be in the wedding. Party right. And had bought a, you know, had a dress that was now no longer being made. Uh, that would match everybody else. Oh, no. Uh, so um, she told my wife six weeks before that she couldn't do it because the pandemic had, you know, put a strain on their finances, which I can get that. But it's like every like two or three times a month, they're pawning their twin girls off 
uh, either to us or to Anna's mom, uh, so they can go on their their you know their their weekend trips to Monterey and and L.A. and San Diego. Well, you know that shit costs money, and the the hardest part for me is, is that Anna has a very very small family. Hmm. There's just there's not much cousin. There's no cousins. There's very little extended family. My family, on the other hand, is huge. So when we had the big wedding in Ohio, and her sister canceled, it really, really pissed me off because, like, you're the sister. Like, you're, you. It was like, your son, Tommy! Who? who it was supposed yeah, to protect who's him! Gonna sit, yeah, yeah. But, like, if, if your own fucking sister can't be bothered to show up and, and has known that she's not going to show up, uh, for several months prior, um, <clears throat> I was, I, I don't know, maybe Anna expected, I think I was more hurt on her behalf. Um, so soon after the wedding, I had some whiskeys and I, I, I let her know <laughs> just exactly what I thought because all right, folks, you're going to judge me here. It's like, yeah, yeah. Blah, blah. So the, the, the week that my, uh, sister-in-law Canceled completely on being, you know, the the maid of honor for my fucking wife. Oh, you didn't say it was maid of honor. You just said in the way. Who wedding. else is going to be the maid of honor? I don't know. <laughs> so, uh, with the you know, the sister cancels on being the maid of honor six weeks before the wedding. Uh, two days later, they ask us if we can watch their kids for the weekend because they're going to one of their like weekend, like they're going to hot springs or some shit. And their whole excuse was like, Oh, well we don't have the money. I was like, fucking go to hot springs. And you want us to watch your fucking kids. We watched the kids, but I was like, but Man, I'm not gonna, like, I'm not gonna like, like it. Like, does your sister think we're fucking idiots or is she just like that fucking unaware? Uh, so, uh, I let, her habit and um she blocked me and <laughs> blocked me and blocked me and hasn't talked to my wife since uh so i don't know that is a good thing maybe or a bad thing but well when in my she family blocked you, she blocked you why because anna said something to her no because i was like i think you guys are shitty people oh that, you just might be why yeah, was, no that, like that yeah straight up why oh, good like, I was like, 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 like the the uh, the the thesis statement uh, was basically, you can't show up to your own sister's fucking wedding, but you want us to watch your kids the next weekend, like that, like, well done, like you got some fucking balls. That's it. so, yeah. But but are we better without them in our lives? I, probably. I mean, do I still feel bad? Yeah, but um, <laughs> she never put up any sort of defense, uh, and so I don't know. I mean, have you have you felt like there's a there's a hole in your life because they're gone? No, then you're well, fine. And, and my wife asked me to apologize, and so I did. But I I did like a backwards apology, where it's like, I'm sorry, you I'm, were upset. like, I'm sorry, I'm right, but you need to own this. Like you, you need to apologize to your sister because, like, you know this. You know it's it's not like you missed like, uh, you know, like some little holiday. You know, honestly, sometimes those those types of apologies are necessary because I 
if it, if it is a case where you are right and it's like it's the whole you know i'm sorry i'm right i'm sorry you were offended by what i said like no sometimes you need to own up to a situation and, and i've been telling Anna, I was like the whole way her like this the sister always had like this take it or I could take you or leave you, which in my family, I don't understand. And in my family, we use very upfront language when there's an issue and we address it and we get over it and we resolve it and we move on. Uh, but a, apparently upfront language with some people uh, is, is, is too upfront. Is like, <laughs> some people just don't like yeah. confrontation like that. But they're your family. And I, I get like yeah. some family. Dude, I is, get it. Some people have shitty, shitty fucking family. No, no, no. And, and, and 100%. I mean, so. But I don't have that. So I'm sort of I, like, I get it. I get it. Some people just don't deal in a certain way. They don't handle bad situations in a particular manner. My cousins got really upset that my aunt and uncle were hanging out with, I guess, the other daughter's kids and their side of like the grandchildren more than the other daughter-in-law's grandkids and such. So they, after their dad died, so my aunt's son, they invited them over to meet what they thought was going to be their new their new uh, niece, like great-nephew, or sorry, their grandchild. And when they got there, it was an intervention by the daughter-in-law, her children, and they brought one of the new grandchild too. And it was an intervention to tell them like, yeah, we're here to tell you that like you're shitty grandparents and you spend all your time with these, you know, the other side, you don't give us enough like attention, which all the while one of the grandchilds had been spending summers and vacations living with the grandparents because that's where she went and apparently that was not enough. So, and it took the death of her. It took the death of her son for them to finally like muster up enough balls to tell my aunt off. And at that point, they cut off all ties. They do not talk to them or anything. I even said I even said one time, I said like, oh, you know, Beth is sick. Uh, you know, Beth's sick, aunt, auntie. Uh, she's like, who? And I'm like, Beth, Bethany. And she's like, who? And I'm like. Beth Scarborough. And she's all like, I don't know who that cold is. is my aunt is a little petty. Is. <laughs> is a little petty. But you know what? I think she's okay. earned the right to. So I felt bad initially. But this past Christmas, um, Anna bought, you know, the couple, you know, the the sister and brother-in-law, you know, a, a gift. They, I think it was like an Airbnb card because they're always going on. Their, is this the same sister who wanted the, the fireball trips. stocking? Yes, yes, okay. yes, yes. So then, you know, <laughs> uh, but uh, they got uh, our boys. Uh, they got, uh, you know, my stepson's gifts. But instead of being labeled to them from, you know, aunt so-and-so and uncle so-and-so, <clears throat> it was labeled to them from their kids. And I think that's just so fucking petty. Wait, so like from their from their girls, it was to the boys. Yeah, the presents. It's like we're not getting your kids presents. These are from the girls. But it's clearly from them. Well, they bought them. They, they these girls didn't fucking these six year old girls didn't wrap them. Oh, see, I don't know how old they are. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> that's weird. Yes. I mean, if they if, if they had pets, you'd think like, oh, Scooter bought you a gift card. 
Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> so, um, no. Next segment. No, no, no. I, I was going to say, I, we no, could just, I think I would we first just no, leave it more. with you. <laughs> Go ahead. So, my just, uh, tell me about your Benny. My Benny, my little snake in the grass, his name was Jed, and he worked at Princess Cruises. And one day, uh, and I, I was pretty new. Uh, I was just kind of like this little, you know, hey, uh, what time does the uh, the food truck come by? Because I had noticed that uh, some of the guys were, they called it the roach coach. And uh, they said, oh, uh, you know, you know, it comes by uh, kind of midday. And Jed says, oh, I'll let you know when it comes. And like, uh, we'll walk out there and, uh, you know, we'll we'll get some food. I'll say, oh, dude, that, that'd be great. I'm going to be right here in the back. The roach coach came. Jed did not come get me. And goes and gets food and i come out and i'm like hey did did it already come and he said yeah i said oh i thought you were gonna thought you were gonna come get me he said i was <laughs> and oh. i was like oh. i was like okay hey, well, then, I, th- then, I thought about it then why didn't why didn't you he says because i don't like you Oh! I was like, oh, motherfucker, what? Like, I've done what? nothing to you. You don't even like me? So from that day forward, boy fucking howdy, Jed and I, bop, 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 heads butted. So. Because I don't like you. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I was like, okay, champ, huh. let's do this. So, um, yeah. Jeb, if you're out there on Nathan's behalf, fuck you. <laughs> Go fuck yourself. Okay. Go, go fuck yourself uh man i you know i i even for my own segment I, I tried to like rack my brain and the only thing i could come up with was uh one of my one of my co-workers at the school uh over a complete misunderstanding in which she sided with the wrong horse uh and it was a side that the evidence pointed to everything that they were wrong they were false the person who was at fault lied and caused a shit ton of drama but they decided to still like stick to their guns and the story of like no you're the one who you're the one who's wrong and blah 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 to the other side and because i was friends with the other side this person who i had like i think a fairly good friendship with on campus for a couple of years we co-advised a club together we would sometimes go and have lunch with her and my friends it was fine. And then just one day after this whole incident and all this shit went down and there was a lot of drama with it, uh, she just suddenly stopped talking to me. And so did the other uh, the, another person who was part of the drama. They stopped talking. They both eventually like left the school. They cut all ties. And yeah, I just I was like, man, that's petty. That's stupidly, stupidly petty. So, yeah, that's that's my only real thing i you, you both had great stories these are good stories snake at the ground <laughs> <laughs> uh. you oh we talking about hating on people i can do that all day do that all night. <laughs> <laughs> coming up on a patreon special <laughs> what's what's bitch in corner <laughs> all right uh last and final segment fraser's comeback This is the beginning of something great, and let's face it, we all need it. Brendan Fraser has been in so many great films, including this one, of course, that we all love. I want you to give me two. One film that isn't The Mummy, that you love Fraser in, and a film that you feel could do with a sequel featuring Fraser. Uh, I will will begin. So one movie I love, and I kind of already mentioned it, uh, Bedazzled. 
I really like I really like Bedazzled. It's hard not to like that. It's just a fun movie. <gasps> How am I it's, speaking Spanish? And Elizabeth Hurley, come on. I, I said I wanted power. Elizabeth Woo! Hurley, you oh my power. God. Elizabeth Hurley in it was great. <laughs> That's the devil. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let, me, let me tell uh, you my sins. <laughs> I, I should start acclimating to heat. <laughs> uh, so I say that one movie that definitely could do with a uh, with a sequel, I, I think is uh, either Journey to the Center of the Earth or, um, you know, br- as much as I I think it would probably do poorly, but I don't think it would be too bad for like just a random like, you know, uh, video on demand kind of movie. Bring bring him back to the Looney Tunes because Space Jam, the, the new one, was just awful. Like, g- give it back to Fraser. You know what I mean? Like, he did well with the first one, but something like Bedazzled, hell, even Bedazzled could do well with another sequel. It really could. Um, if Pretty sure Elizabeth Hurley still stacks up. You even, know what? That's true. Like, you know what? I changed my mind. Not Looney Tunes. I want to see another sequel to Inkheart. Uh, that's one of my wife's favorites. I do like Inkheart. And it, it it's just, it's a fun fantasy film. And since it's based on, again, like a story being told, you can always continue writing. And there's magic. And there's magic. And the characters come out of the book. Butterfly and sometimes in the sky. characters for the, the, the yes. <laughs> and suddenly I start screaming, Artax, you stupid horse! <laughs> okay. So there's there's mine. Oh uh, yeah. The uh, so my uh, <laughs> my favorite uh, Brendan Fraser film is it Fraser? Fraser? Am I saying it right? Fraser. 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 Like Razor. Stryce. Your Bakersfield Condors. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, would be Airheads. <laughs> I uh, I get down Oof. with some Airheads uh, from time to time just because uh, the cast is pretty fun and it's just a dumb movie but it's it's fun Polly Shore was happy he was super happy for him Kramer before he he did before Kramer was like blacklisted from Hollywood (laughs) I love that part where he's like he's going through like the the ducks and all that shit Uh, Joe Montana is is great as the uh, like the sort of the burnt out uh, um, disc jockey Mm. Yeah, uh, no. but the sequel that I would love to see uh, him in would be I would love to see him in the Mad Max sequel. Uh, I think that he would play either a really cool, um, just like an evil, like maybe kind of. Oh no! But what? 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 <laughs> I thought you said it had to be an existing oh. Brendan Fraser movie. I think I think he's kind of just taking oh, no, it th- and making a sequel and casting oh, Fraser so like in it. One of his films that he's already been. And yeah, just- that's or at least that was okay. the intention. If you want to go there off go. the wall Fuck with it, it that's Airheads fine. too. There you go. <laughs> what? That's what I. That's what I intended it. That's my how bad. I answered my it. Bad. But whatever. No, you're fine. I don't care. I didn't know I was great at no. <laughs> this. Is the last episode of season five. We'll do it live. Don't you though? Do it live. Uh, so there is a uh, I love kids in the hall. Mm. Uh, we got cable back in the early nineties, and uh, Comedy Central back in its heyday was a wonderful, wonderful place. Uh, it had 
you know, stand-up comedy. It had all the old SNLs, and then they were playing Kids in the Hall, which had been an HBO thing uh, on Comedy Central. So on Comedy Central, I learned to love Kids in the Hall. Uh, so did my friends. We would watch it during sleepovers and such. Uh, and so they made a movie in the mid to late 90s called Kids in the Hall Brain Candy. And Brain Candy is about this pharmaceutical company that is coming up with an antidepressant. And Brent Fraser plays this wonderful, wonderful, like, reoccurring cameo role of one of the test subjects. But he's convinced that he's receiving the placebo. And so every time they go past him, he's like, it's the placebo, isn't it? I'm breaking out. Look at my face. That has only happened because there's sugar that you're giving me. So it's, it's it's a great little little cameo that I absolutely adore out of a movie that I love. And then I'm going to join Nathan with, I would like to see Airheads 2, but done now and see like they probably had their heyday and they're probably like reaching that like death leopard you know like that hairband status where like they're going bald they got pop bellies like they're playing like like the <laughs> bakersfield fair for christ's sake like like they've, they've fallen pretty far uh i would like to see that with a little redemption because i mean you got steve buscemi as well hmm. uh adam sandler i know will do really anything for money so we have, uh, we have a lot of examples you know, of that I, I would like to see that yeah all right all right what would we rate this film gentlemen uh quite simply uh when benny gets up and leaves i would stay I would stay and watch this film as many times as Brandon Frazier is there defending those ruins every damn day, as he says. Uh, so, yeah, um, no real uh, rating other than I'm there with Brandon Frazier. I'm I'm there every damn day. Okay. So I I will give it uh, my my four and a half out of five, not only for just pure nostalgia, but enjoyment. My love of uh, ancient Egypt and uh, all that jazz. But as the uh, as the prison warden uh, said to Evelyn, it's like apparently he had a very good time. Yeah, <laughs> I'm a lonely man. So the uh, prison warden again. Oh, I'm a blue gold. This ah, ought to be worth a pretty price. So, like the the carving of free. <laughs> that is so good. Too, you're I just love that part. It. It's like, oh, like were you getting hurt? La, 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 la. Just, it's, it's 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 like when he's sleeping on the camel and she's like, ah, and, and Jonathan hits him. God, no. So it, it looks like there's uh there's that 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 carving. Probably at one point held about a dozen of those those blue golden scarabs. Most of them are missing. There's about you know maybe six left. So I would give it probably six out of twelve so blue 50, gold scarabs. Fifty percent. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you know, I, this movie is it's it's perfectly fine. It's 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 great for I think pretty much all audiences. Sure, um, but it's just not exactly my cup of tea because I like coffee. Fair enough. <laughs> fair enough. Coffee. All right. Yeah, that's fine. Okay. Well, mm. it, it is the it is the wrap up for season five. 
Real feels in the order of the podcast, order of the grab baggins. The grab baggins. And uh, coming up will be the beginning of season six. We're going to continue our TBD Tremors watch. Yes, uh, but the the title of. Season six is still TBD. Yeah, we're still deciding on what to call season six. We've we've kind of run the gambit on our uh, fandom uh, kind of things. So, you know, uh, Real Phil season two, Riker's Beard. Yeah. Uh, Real Phil's season three, Return of the Phil's. Yeah. Real Phil season four, uh, Fellowship of the Phil's. Mm-hmm. And Real Phil season five, uh, Real Phil's in the order of the Grab Baggins. Yeah. So we got we got to find another nerdy thing that has had at least do. six. <laughs> <laughs> that has had, has had at least six seasons. I mean, but 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 I, I think it's really dealer's choice on creativity. Yeah, it it, it kind of is. So, but uh, yeah, we'll we'll come back with our next installment of the Tremors franchise, Tremors: A Cold Day in Hell. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. And then, and then after that, It'll we be start our our next season, and all of the Yay! new picks, the fun ones. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm excited for this next season. I've I've, I've got my picks. I, I'm I'm and, slowly making uh, my list. I I have already chosen um, Killer Kids already. The the only uh, thing that I the only genre I've not chosen my movie for is uh, uh, Meat Pie Western because I didn't know that existed. Because <laughs> you didn't know it was until, a thing. And uh, Patreons a will be having their uh, rounds of. Looking forward this to This is true. Do we we have a few left? We we do have a few <laughs> we'll left. Get better. Uh as as our intro had said, we we have my <laughs> we have my parents, we have uh David, <laughs> and we have Jason. Uh Nerd Revert. Uh so we have we have at least three. I haven't alienated them all yet. We uh we we lost our patron who <laughs> chose Legend of 1900. I don't know if it was your and I a review. <laughs> Well, neither of us were very nice. No, I don't think I was well, I mean, mean we to it. Mean, but we were like, but we we're all like, it, you know what? It's not bad. It's not great. <laughs> I'll never watch it again. But uh... I, the music was good. Either way. Yeah. But guys, thank you for joining us for this episode of The Mummy. Thank you for those of you who have been following us for the last five oh years. Isn't that crazy? Five years. Mother of God. Mother of God. But this has been an absolute hoot. Guys, please mark your calendars for the upcoming May festivities of live stream for the for the cure. Go check out Nicholas Haskins over at Nikolai's Kitchen Nicolai. on Twitter and up on Facebook as well. He'll be uh, <laughs> he'll be posting updates for uh, live stream for the cure coming up. Lots of podcasters, cr- content creators, uh, raising money for a world that is cancer-free. So that's coming up. Uh, go check out Two Peas on a Pod. Gerald over there has uh, recently finished up his Oscars review with The Golden Peas. That's where uh, he put out his own Oscar kind of award ceremony for this year in film. Go check it out, twopeasonapodcast.com. And we will see you guys later and as uh, as always wait what am i doing i didn't tell you how to find us <laughs> but wait there's wow, more i just kept talking it's but the wait NSC's there's more five they don't know by now <laughs> they don't know by now but there there could be new friends jack there could be new people guys if you want to contact us be sure to hit us up on facebook and twitter just search for the real Fills podcast we are up on 
uh, wait, I said Facebook and Instagram. On Twitter, we are at Real Feels Pod. And of course, you can call Tooch, the Tooch. Tooch line. The folks, the Tooch line. It's so underutilized. It is underutilized. 661-376-0030. We'd love to hear your thoughts on Brennan Fraser in The Mummy. Maybe your favorite mummy or ancient Egyptian movie. That would just be fun. Or you can call and just say hi. So now we're going to go and sign off. And as always, you're the realist. And the feelist. Hey, Drew, looks like all the genres are on this side. <laughs> hey, Jack, looks like I got all the streaming services. Oh, no! <laughs>